May the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. Amen. Today we are celebrating the Queen's Jubilee, which has been celebrated in many places in the past few weeks. I was, of course, not born in a country which is part of the Commonwealth. Indeed, my ancestors rejected the English crown a few years back, as you may have heard. Yet I have always had a great respect for Elizabeth II, a woman of great character, intelligence, and authority with a strong sense of duty and responsibility. In addition, she has always been a woman of great faith, a sovereign acknowledged by many around the world who herself acknowledges one sovereign over all, our eternal and living God. The queen expresses her faith quietly and confidently on many occasions, including, of course, in her Christmas messages. While many public figures, even in this secular age, mention God at public events, for Elizabeth, it is an expression of how she lives her faith. Her faith is deep and of long standing. A few years ago, a little book was published which talks about this faith. You may have seen it the servant queen, and the king she serves. It's a great little volume full of quotes from the queen, a brief retrospective of her career, and how her faith informs her life. The book begins with a foreword written by Elizabeth, in which she quotes a poem which her father, George VI, included in his 1939 Christmas broadcast. I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than light and safer than a known way. That's from a poem by Minnie Louise Haskins. And this is what the queen has tried to do in her life, to be guided by our Lord. In 2002, she said, I know just how much I rely on my faith to guide me through the good times and the bad. I know that the only way to live my life is to put my trust in God. I draw strength from the message of hope in the Christian gospel. This faith has been hers from the beginning. She continually calls on God to help her be of service to her people and her country. The queen understands that her authority was not conferred by parliament nor inherited from her earthly father, but comes from God. And it is to him that she will be ultimately accountable. She considers the Bible to be the most valuable thing that this world affords. In our gospel today, Jesus emphasizes how important it is to dedicate one's life to God. Two men tell him that they will follow him, but each wants to do something else first. It may seem harsh of Jesus to not let the men bury a father or say goodbye to a family, but it is a question of priority and a question of readiness. Are you ready now, he might have asked them, to commit yourselves to me and to God, or are you still bound by earthly cares? 
It is the same as when he told the disciples that they must hate their mother and father if they are to follow him. One's mother and father are to be honored, but the precedence is clear. Love God first and then consider your family or any earthly responsibilities. While Queen Elizabeth considers her authority to have come from God and not from her father, George VI, her specific duty to her people was certainly passed down from her father. She has shaped her life in that duty, never stepped away from it, never denied it. But her duty to God will always be first. We all know the troubled relationships she has had at times with members of her family. She would not say that she hated her family in echo of Jesus's words, but they will always come second in her heart. It goes without saying that her own cares and concerns, her duty to herself, come in third place after her duty to God and to her people. In one of her broadcasts, she spoke of Jesus's injunction to love your neighbor as you love yourself. What exactly is meant by loving ourselves, she said. I believe it is a matter of making the best of ourselves, not just doing the best for ourselves. She understands that making the best of ourselves will be good for others as well, as we use our God-given talents to help our neighbors. The parable of the Good Samaritan is a favorite of hers. You will recall it ends with a scribe correctly telling Jesus which man was the true neighbor. As, Elis as, as Elizabeth says, we should try to follow Christ's clear instruction at the end of that story. Go and do likewise. Paul, in our passage today from the letter to the Philippians, urges us to focus our minds on the true, the honorable, the just, and the pure things around us. He is not denying that the world has many dishonorable and unjust aspects, but it is important to focus on the higher things, for these come from God. God is the source of all good feelings, desires, goals, and attributes, and wants us to reach for truth, beauty, and justice. King Solomon famously asked for wisdom when God gave him anything he wanted. So should we seek the higher things, as this will always please God. In our daily striving, we ask God for strength to serve him and his people. Just so did Queen Elizabeth ask for prayer shortly before her coronation. Pray that God may give me wisdom and strength to carry out the solemn promises I shall be making and that I may faithfully serve him and you all the days of my life. Thanks be to God that the queen's life has lasted for many, many days. May God bless her on the occasion of her jubilee. Amen.